0: Welcome to Variety is the Spice of Life, where we discuss anything and everything with your hosts, Ali Musa and Sienna T. Welcome to another episode of Variety is the Spice of Life. We have made it to episode four. I am your host, Ali Musa, and you are listening to this as a podcast as well as. On CNNT Radio, making your day brighter, one song at a time. And if you're listening on CNT radio, we air this show Thursday afternoons from two until three, sometimes still four, depending on topics. I am joined today by CNT. Welcome to you.
1: And here we are. Thank you so much. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much, Ali, for having me on, as always. Uh, always happy to be here and uh, um, glad that... Uh, hope that you guys will enjoy the show as much as I enjoy being here with you.
0: It is always a pleasure to um, have you uh, on board. And joining us today as well is Sherry Foster who is a tech enthusiast and um, and likes to read. Sherry, welcome to you.
2: Yeah, thank you, Allie, for having me. I'm enjoying this as much as everybody else is, and I'm enjoying being a part of it.
1: Glad to have you on board, Sherry. Welcome along. Thank you. All right. So how about we will get
0: started here? And we will start by talking a little bit about um, the, there was an article here written um, courtesy of Kim Commando at commando.com, by the way, that's K-O-M-A-N-D-O dot com. And a couple of pieces that crossed my mind this past week is, is the new iPhone worth the cost? Is it worth upgrading? And I'm going to go around, and typically what's new with these devices is it's typically the camera that is typically important. It is typically the main sort of thing. So, you know, I'm going to start with you on this. What, what are your thoughts on the article? And what are your thoughts on whether it's worth upgrading or not? Especially from the perspective of, from a person with a, who, from a blind person's perspective, or any disability, or from a mainstream perspective as well.
1: It's a, and and it's a very interesting question, and one that uh, seems to pop up every year when the new iPhones come out. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, every year they come up with a new iPhone and the thing that really seems to be the main focus or, or something that seems to come up a lot, other than perhaps a, a speedier processor, uh, the one thing that seems to come up a lot is the camera. Um, now, it's an interesting question from the perspective of, say, someone who uses um, their camera as a photographer, as a videographer, for example, I can definitely see that being useful for someone who takes a lot of pictures or who uses their phone to uh, take a lot of um, pictures for their work, for example, or um, they do a lot of video editing um, as a hobby and need a really good camera. Now, from a person from the perspective of someone like myself who is visually impaired for for me personally I don't think for me personally that it would be worth it to upgrade at this point um I have to say thankfully I do have the iPhone 11 uh thankfully the battery has held up. And actually, the battery is actually a lot, 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 lot better on the iPhone 11 than even something like the seven and the eight. Um, but, you know, I've had this phone for two years, and I'm, you know, it's not the latest one, but for my needs, it serves me phenomenally. Um, so the, the, the short answer is unless you're using it for something that really requires the camera um for example it's not really worth the price and I I believe it was in the $1,500 range if I'm not mistaken a little more a little less but um now for for me it's it's not worth it um now I'm not sure in terms of the internal microphones if you're doing audio recording. Now, if that was something that was a little better, but e- even then um, those situations can be rectified, you know, just your basic iPhone with an external software. Um, and a lot of people might even just opt for something like one of the SE models, for example. And, and that, you know, that, that may be okay too, depending on your needs as well.
0: It's a catch because, like, because it's very easy um, that um, to get caught up in the marketing side as well, which you want to make sure that it's more the budget side rather than the marketing side of things too.
1: Oh, absolutely. Where,
0: where it's like, okay, you know, well, do you need the great, the latest and greatest? But if you don't, then you know, if you're fine with you know, the 11 or the 12s or something. Because, I I mean, I have a a 12 here. And for me, even running iOS 16 on it now, it's running performably fast.
1: Yep, and and I can vouch for that on the 11 as well. I've uh, um, been using iOS 16 for, oh, for uh, a whole, well, for the whole day now. And uh, it's been great. It's been working phenomenally well. Um, no performance issues, no accessibility issues. Um, you know, everything is running smoothly and, and still having that reliable battery life that I've come to uh, really enjoy with this phone as well. So definitely from a budget standpoint as well, um, you know, even the SE models, you know, if, if you are not able to necessarily afford the, uh, the latest and greatest, the iPhone 14 in this case, um, no worries. I mean, you're, you're definitely bound to find a phone, even one of the earlier models, the iPhone 13, or even, hey, even the iPhone 11 that will... You know, that's still very, uh, perf- very performable, very, uh, um, very heavy on performance, you know, even though it's not the latest and the greatest, it's still a great phone.
0: It sure is.
1: Sherry, what are your
0: thoughts on this?
1: Um,
2: first, I will start with the iOS 16. It... It's sad that any any iPhone should be able to get that because that's not fair for from an accessibility standpoint.
0: Now, I will I will actually add to that and say that that actually does not have anything to do with an accessibility side of things. It has to do with the hardware limitations of not being able to support the older hardware based on features that they are adding
1: Mm -hmm. but even like from the affordability standpoint as well um you know I, i get where you're coming from as well but as far as the hardware and that tends to typically happen because a lot of the time what happens with that older older um with those older phones is that the hardware isn't able to support any longer um, the software upgrades. And, you know, it could be that um, the hardware, the processing power within the phone isn't enough to be able to support the latest software. And that, that's why something like even an SE, although I've heard mixed reviews on the battery lives of the uh, SE models, but um, if you're looking for something affordable and, and that still has the home button, because I know from an accessibility standpoint, a lot of people still rely on that physical home button. Um, the SE model may be a good option as far as affordability, accessibility and hardware that can support the latest software. I mean, in a
0: lot of ways though, right? Where I feel that when it comes to the whole, um, there has been that debate. There has been that as well, that people just are so accustomed to those home buttons where it, Bec- um, and by the way, on the sevens and the eights, it's not an actual button. It's more of a, um, it's more of it's 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 a haptic button. Where so like, whereas on the six, it's a mechanical button where you feel that actual push from the button. But there are commands that you can create if you want to be able to quickly, especially for voiceover use, there's a lot of customizability that you can create. So like, and that's something I wanted to touch on here. What are your thoughts on people being accustomed to that home button and that when it's being taken away, it's... Pretty uh, And it's kind of like a sad moment for them. What are your thoughts uh, on from an accessibility standpoint on the home button? Uh, Sherry, I'm going to start with you.
2: My feedback on that is, yes, it is a sad moment, which I have to agree with you wholeheartedly. But yet it's a bit of a challenge.
0: It's not a sad moment per se, but it's a sad moment for people who are a little bit resistant to change. When it comes to the button, uh, Sienna, your thoughts, please.
1: Oh, there we are. Um, there we are. And uh, I was just having a little trouble with the mic there, but uh, all is good. So, when it comes to the home button, it's true that um, you know, I i from experience, from my own experience, I can say that um, when the iPhone 10 and 10R and 10S came out, or the 10 Pro, I should say then um, the 10 pro max. So when all those, the iPhone 10 lineup came out, um, they started introducing the phones without the home button. And my initial reaction was, "Uh Oh, okay. This is going to be tricky because you know, how will we be able to get to the home screen? And then I believe it was iOS 14, I believe which introduced or was it 13. Um, that introduced the just uh, gest- the customizable gestures in Voiceover, um, and I believe now that I look back at it, it's iOS 14. And what happened was when they introduced that, then my whole perspective changed. Then I thought, Yay! This is actually really neat. Now I'll be able to set my gestures. And what was really awesome was I was able to set the gestures on my previous phone, which happened to be the iPhone 7, which happened to have the home button. And so, um, and as Ali mentioned, the haptic home button where you get your feedback, not from the button itself, but when you press in that area where the button would be, you'll get like a little uh, touch feedback under your finger, little vibration, like a tap under your finger to let you know that you're pressing the button and um so when i found out that voiceover can um, be customized with different gesture to go to the home screen and to go to the app switcher with the different gestures um you know it, it really changed my perspective because i'm like wow yay i'll be able to do this and there is um a way using voiceover to activate the um, home screen without the gestures, but it can be a little bit um, daunting for some people. And, and as you've mentioned, Sherry, it is definitely a challenge at first. But once you get used to it, um, you know, what, if you're able to change the gesture, um, if you prefer to go that route, and it's one that I often recommend. And uh, one that I've been helping clients with, um, they've gotten their phones that don't have the, uh, the, don't necessarily have the home button. And so I was able to help them by creating um, a system of different gestures to activate different options, so like a gesture to go to the home screen and the gesture to go to the app switcher is where you can close all your uh, recently opened apps. Um, For those two tasks, you would need a home button. And we were able to set them up with gestures on their phones. Um, I was able to set them up with some gestures on their phones so that they can just Activate, for example, a triple tap anywhere on the screen using voiceover will take them to the home button, et cetera. Um, So it's definitely a a challenge, and I can see for someone who may be a little bit resistant to change, um, it it may feel daunting at first, but once you get the hang of it and once you um, get the hang of the gestures that you customize and Always try and choose gestures that you feel comfortable with, of course. But once you get the hang of it, um, you know, it it becomes a lot easier.
0: There are ways you can do it. Like there are, there are the, you know, even through going into assistive touch and there are like ways you can, you can um, create these gestures. But the, the most efficient way is to create the voiceover gestures, like you know, like for example, one finger triple tap to go home, one finger quadruple tap for app switcher. Sherry, uh, do you have a comment
2: or a thought on this? Um, I have to agree. Yeah, the the gestures and and the type and going to modifier keys is also good too.
0: Now, another way to do it would be to actually to have a physical keyboard, and it sounds kind of odd to people to do that but that would really, really help in some capacities if people are really struggling with this sort of thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And even something as simple as typing can feel a little bit daunting typing on the touchscreen. And you can, of course, dictate your texts, which is uh, definitely an option that a lot of people go for and uh, definitely a great option however um, if you find that you're in a situation where you can't necessarily dictate a text whether you're in a noisy environment or um, you're in a place where you don't necessarily want everyone to hear what you're dictating to someone um, definitely having that physical keyboard is very handy and you can get like pocket-sized physical if if lugging around a heavy keyboard is not really feasible. You can get, um, pocket-sized ones or pocket-sized foldable ones that will fit in a small backpack or a medium-sized purse, and you can just take it out with you if you want to type something on your phone, and, um, I've actually taken to doing that myself, and, um, when it comes to, especially when it comes to uh, typing long texts and not only from that accessibility standpoint, but, you know, just from a productivity standpoint, I mean, I know how to type on the touchscreen, but I don't really feel comfortable with it, to be honest. So, um, that's another option as well. And having that keyboard, you're not only able to, um, You know, do things like go to the home screen, but navigate your iPhone as if you were navigating on a computer using various uh, keyboard commands as well.
0: It's a very interesting subject. That on going through the different um, the commands now, I and and some people now the other side of the coin is too is that some people do not like to carry. um, keyboard around, they find that a little bit difficult as well. So what are your thoughts there? Like if they're in the car or something?
1: Well, definitely, um, you know, definitely, um, I like what I really like about voiceover and that's what makes it really customizable. So if you can't necessarily dictate, there are different um, typing methods on the on screen keyboard that are available to you. So there's one called standard typing, which what it does is, it allows you to find the key that you're looking for. And then you double tap it to activate it, which may feel a little bit long and tedious to some, but Um, It's an accurate way of making sure you're on the right letter. And um, what really helped to learn the on-screen keyboard for me was being able to visualize a standard uh, typewriter or computer keyboard. And um, that really, that really helped me. But um, if you're in the car um, and say, for example, it's not feasible for you to um, carry a keyboard around. Dictation is another way that you can go about it. And for those who know Braille, um, you're able to do what's called Braille Screen input, input, which is a feature in VoiceOver, which allows you to type on the on screen keyboard as if you were typing on a Perkins Braille Writer. So that's another really uh, neat option as well. So Apple has come up with uh, several ways of typing um, that make it easy for people who have various needs, uh, whether it be visual or physical or what have you. Um, And of course, switch control, interacting with physical switches for those who have uh, limited mobility for example, is another great way that Apple has really made typing accessible where they can kind of um, point for those who can't use their hands, they can point. Um, they have these head-mounted switches where you use the, your head to point to a certain letter or you use your eyes to point to a certain letter and um, it will type in the letter for you uh, using these head mounted uh, switches. I've never actually seen them or used them, but uh, it very, it's very interesting to see that Apple has um, gotten support for those, has implemented support for those as well. So there, there's definitely lots of ways you can get the job done. If carrying a keyboard isn't uh, feasible for you. There's definitely lots of methods for getting the job done. Sherry, do you have a thought on this
2: uh, before we uh, continue? As I was saying, um, the on screen keyboard is handy. But on an and from an accessibility standpoint, it's not really handy when you're wanting to type something.
1: And especially when you're trying to type something long, like uh, a, a word document or an email, for example, um, I can see it working. Like I've used the on-screen keyboard to type short text, but the minute I have to respond to an email, um, if it's a long response, then I'll automatically um, switch to the the physical keyboard. Definitely, um, a lot a lot easier and a lot more comfortable.
0: Uh, that was a, a great conversation. We will um, continue to provide more um, iPhone tips on future um, uh, shows here. But let's move on to the Queen Elizabeth scams. There, And of course, if, if, um, as many of you um, are aware, but in case you are not, Queen, of the, um, Queen Elizabeth II passed away on Thursday, last Thursday, at the age of 96. And this is always a target for scammers to, to um, kind of get back um, at, at people in the moment. So I'm going to put the question out uh, to you guys. Um, Sherry, I'll start with you on this. What are your thoughts um, on, like, like, how? What, what are your thoughts on it, and how do you deal with scammers? And by scammers, I mean phone scams.
2: Yeah, I just hang up on them and block them. And uh, Sienna, I'm going to
0: get your thoughts on this. What are your thoughts?
1: You know. It's interesting because you know it, it really when it comes to these scams they use anything and everything that comes up um, whether it be scams you know related to Queen Elizabeth's um, Queen El- Queen Elizabeth's death um, a lot of the scams that I've heard about and are you know have a you know, as Queen Elizabeth passed away, um, you know, we can give you, you know, get get you can buy an e-token. The scam works like this. You can buy an E token or some sort of like um, Queen Elizabeth memorabilia. Um, and it's it's a way to lure victims into you know, putting in money, and then essentially having their money stolen and not, not get anything in return. So a lot of these scams have been coming up. And, um, you know, even when the pandemic came out, uh, when the pandemic first started, you know, when it uh, first started, and even throughout the pandemic, I still see these scams every once in a while. Um, you know, beware of fake COVID tests, or someone will say, you know, oh, um, someone will send an email to the effect of, oh, there's a, um, there's a new medication out to help treat COVID. And it turns out there, it's just a scam. It's not legit. Um, A lot of scammers claiming to be pharmacies and um, if you look at something like, uh, if you look at a channel on YouTube like uh, Jim Browning or Trilogy Media or even someone like Pleasant Green, um, they have, and, and I would recommend you to um, look at those videos because they'll really give you an idea. They'll really give you an eye-opener as to what scams are out there and how, these scammers will tar- will go to great lengths to target their victims into uh, handing over cash. And it's really scary. Um, it's really scary to see that a lot of people are vulnerable to these scams. And so how I deal with them is if I see something that doesn't or that looks suspicious, um, I will not act upon it. So for example, banking scams, phone scams. um, You know, I got an email that was supposedly from my bank. um, And I'm like, okay, how do they even know without me putting that information out there uh, that I deal with said bank? And so then I didn't act on it and it was a good thing I did not but it basically went to the effect that my bank account was hacked and this that and the other and so i immediately i didn't delete the message but i called the bank right away i didn't even call the number or if i can't even remember if there was a number but if there was i didn't call that number what i did was I had the bank's number in my phone contact. So I called them directly and I said, okay, I got this email from uh, supposedly it looked like it came from this bank and and they said, you did the right thing by not acting on it. It's a scam. And if there was a problem with your bank account, then um, the, the bank will call you and ask you to come into the it like right to the branch and deal with it so if you do run into a scam um you know always do some research on it um contact the actual do not call any numbers that you're given contact the actual organization go go on Google and try and find the uh, actual number for said organization, whether it's your bank, whether it's the uh, Canada Revenue Agency or uh, Internal Revenue Service IRS. Um, and and a lot of those scams are going around as well. So whatever the scam may be, tr- do some research on it. Um, look at Kim Commando, um, and you mentioned Ali earlier. Kim Commando is a very um, great resource. It's an excellent resource, a wealth of knowledge about not only technology tips, but there's they go into a lot of uh, scams as well, and they they um, uncover so many scams, and they 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 expose a lot of scams, so that. Um, hopefully people will not fall victim to them anymore and and that's the thing right there's way too many people especially elderly um, and especially the elderly um, that that are falling victims or people who don't necessarily speak English as a sect as a native language they or they may not be able to speak english very well so they may fall victim to the scam as well and um so always definitely if you see something fishy don't act on it delete it call the institution find the the right number for the institution that uh, you're that where, where it came from, uh, find the, the correct number for said institution and call them directly. Do not call any numbers provided in the emails. Do not click any links or open attachments in the emails. If it looks too good to be true, and as, as cliche as it sounds, if it looks too good to be true, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And um, another resource, and they have a website, And um, if you look up on Google, Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre, and if you look them up on YouTube, they have a channel with a bunch of playlists um, that expose the various scams out there. And they really give you an eye-opener on what kinds of scams to watch out for. Um, so definitely on Google or on YouTube, check out the Canadian anti-fraud center as well.
0: That's who they target. Typically, that's who they're trying to target. They're trying to target somebody and it's typically that the um, seniors that are targeted.
1: Oh, absolutely. Or I should that absolutely. fall for this. Yeah. Yeah. That fall victim. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm always telling my grandmothers, and, and they've actually been really good at, you know, hanging up on them. You know, if it's a scammer, if it sounds fishy, or if it sounds too good to be true, hang up on them. Like, you know, don't... Or or another good recommendation, and uh, it's one that I do as well. Um, I never call back a number that is unknown. And I typically never answer a number that's unknown. And um, if they don't leave a message, then I just delete the number from my recent history and my recent calls history and, and uh, just leave it. If, if it's important, then they will leave a message.
0: And you have an advantage if you're using an iPhone but with the different focuses,
1: Absolutely, you, you can allow
0: yeah. certain things and you cannot allow certain things to come through.
1: That is definitely a handy feature and one that I use uh, quite regularly. So, for example, um, if I'm in the work focus, then um, during the days from Monday to Friday, I usually put it in the work focus. So if I'm in a Zoom call, or if I'm on a one-on-one lesson or whatever happens to be the case, only the people in my contacts can contacts can get through, and um, anyone else that tries to get through, it will um, automatically send them to voicemail. Now, if, for example, I'm in my personal focus, which I tend to switch to uh, later on in the evenings, um, then everybody in my contacts can get through and if it's an emergency what's really nice about the iphone is people that you're very close to your closest friends and family you can put them in emergency bypass uh what that does it allows you to um it allows them to get through regardless of what focus you're in and this might be useful um in times where say there is an emergency or say you're expecting a call from an organization and you know, their number, you can put them in emergency bypass temporarily so they can get through as well.
0: What about, what are your thoughts on, you can also allow specific people in specific focuses as well. So, in um, but is that, that, I mean, but now if I've got them on, but if you have them on emergency, by if a person has them on emergency bypass, what is the advantage or the reason that the person should also add them into a particular focus that they know they're going to be connecting with those said people
1: on? It's a good way to make extra sure that, that, these people that you're likely to connect with um, in a specific focus. So in the case of work focus, um, you may wanna have your supervisor, you may wanna have colleagues that you interact with on a regular basis. It's just a way that you you can be sure that said person is going to get through regardless.
0: But let's say my colleagues are on emergency bypass. Is it still ne- is and and is it still necessary to add them into that said focus as well that I'm going to be in during the day when I'm likeliest to talk to them? Um,
1: I I wouldn't say it's necessary, but I I still recommend it um you know just to just to be sure that you know yeah they're on emergency bypass but just to be sure and then there 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 could be at times where maybe a colleague is not on emergency bypass per se but if they need to get a hold of you um you know during the day or whatnot when you're most likely Um, to talk to them then it just ensures that you know even if you have that colleague that's not necessarily on your um, emergency bypass they'll still be able to get through so it's just an extra way just to um, make a hundred percent sure that these people will be able to get through at at during the day, when when you need them, or when they need you, they can get a hold of you. So uh, even, if, even if even so, if they're on emer-
0: even though they're on emergency bypass, it's still recommended that you also add this those same people into that
1: focus oh yeah. as well. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right.
0: So let's move into a little bit of m- mental health uh, stuff here what does mental health mean to you share um sienna i'm gonna start with you what does it mean to you
1: for me mental health um mental health means that you know making sure that you're able to um that you're, that you're able to keep your emotions, um, stable, uh, happiness is, is definitely something that, uh, is really beneficial to mental health. And, you know, for me, it's just keeping, keeping your emotions, um, stable. Um, for me, mental health is, you know things that make you happy, um, and and just being able to express how you feel, you know, without one of the things coping with mental health, it it um, you know to keep keep maintain your mental well being is just you know to be in a a. a comfortable frame of mind where you know you're happy peaceful um no anxiety depression you know just being at peace being happy that's what mental health means to me that inner having that inner peace and and peace of mind stress-free that for me that's those are some aspects of mental health sure um
2: i'd say about the same thing um my great, my biggest downfall is not speaking up when i need help with something
0: that's a, a very good point so i'm going to stick with you for this next one how will you plan to overcome that? Uh,
2: Keep writing a journal. um, And also being honest about your feelings on how you really feel.
0: So those are steps that you will take to get to to know that when to speak up. Mm Mm-hmm. Sienna, how do you um, know when it's time to speak up? How do you determine when you need help?
1: So, for me, like if something, you know, when I feel in my heart that something doesn't feel right, um, for example, you know, it, it, it's as if, you know, my conscience is telling me, you know, speak up, um, you know, be firm, but be honest about your, your feelings, as Sherry said, you know, Um, it doesn't have to be, I mean, you can tell it, you can speak up in a kind, but firm way. Um, So how do I know when to speak up? Like, if it's getting to a point where it's gnawing at me, and even before it gets to that point, you know, I usually know. Okay, I need to say say how I feel before um, it gets to a point where, um, you know, when my heart says, you know, speak up, you know, and then you'll have that peace of mind of knowing that you you get it off your chest, you know, and even speaking with a friend speak speak with someone that you trust that you know is not going to be judgmental or is is not going to put you down about how you feel and um that's the true power of empathy you know having someone that has that uh empathetic ear you know it really really helps as well Having so, someone you can trust to talk to, and, and it it helps eliminate that feeling of being alone. And, and sometimes a lot of people will say, "Oh, I feel so alone in my struggles." And um, you know, I found that to be very helpful as well. All right, and so just I will knowing you're not alone.
0: Okay, so I will end off with this one. When you so when you're when when you're feeling when you're feeling down or having a down moment, how do you what do you do to calm yourselves down?
1: Sienna, I'm gonna start with you. There are a couple of things that I do. Um... So one is, um, and, and for those who pray, um, you know, I find that the power of prayer is, is super helpful as well, you know, and just for, for those who do believe in God, you know, talk to God about it. Absolutely. And, um, you know, otherwise other things that I do, you know, talk to a friend, you know, if you have. You know, if you have a friend or a family member that you can trust, you know, feel free to talk to them. And, you know, even, even if they like for me, even if the person just listens and understands, um, you know, they don't necessarily have to give me advice per se, but just listen, if you know, if someone listens, having that someone who can listen and understand and just knowing that someone is there. And, and someone you know be there for them too when they need to talk and um, it really helps as well um, other things that I do as well is um, play music listen to music um, and believe me they always say that music is one of the best therapies it it really is um, it really is and Another thing, too, is, you know, go outside, get some fresh air when it's nice out. Um, I find that the fresh air really lifts my spirits, the, feeling the sunshine um, on my face and on my shoulders. And I'm almost <laughs> um, thinking of the song by John Denver, sunshine on my shoulders makes me happy. And every time I hear that song, I say, hey, that's one of my theme songs, because it really does. It really, um, lifts my spirits and just go for a walk. Um, you know, go for a walk, um, just spend time in the sun, be one with nature, you know, that, that really helps as well. And, um, meditation helps as well. Just kind of put yourself in that trance and just kind of, just relax and, you know, meditation that, uh, I found to be helpful in some cases as well.
0: Sherry, how do you go about?
2: I go on my iPad, play a game of Uno, and listen to music and listen to a book and kind of meditate when I listen to a book. Awesome, absolutely awesome and the good tips. thing
1: about listening to a book as well and uh, something that I found as well listening to a book is that you really get to put yourself in the role of the character and and just kind of um, move away as it were just put yourself in another world and move your move away from the distractions as well and depending on the book you're reading just you know focus on it and you know it it kind of broadens the imagination and it does help you know it it you know it helps you to um you know when you're listening to a book an audio book um you really get to put yourself in the uh, role of that character you you imagine yourself as that character and um, that, that really helps as well.
0: All right, well, I wanted to um, I wanted to just uh, thank you guys for um, coming on today's show and this week's show. And uh, before we uh, wrap up for the night, Sienna, I'm going to get you to talk a bit about some programming coming up on CNT radio and how people can get in touch with you.
1: All right, Thank you, Ellie. Um, so what is coming up on Siena Tea Radio? Well, uh, we'll start with tomorrow. We've got, uh, uh, kicking off the weekend, we've got Nick Blazewitz, who will be with us from, two, uh, from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern. Um, so if you're listening from another time zone, uh, and if you need help adjusting to your time zone, please do not hesitate to let me know. And um, I'll be happy to give you the times in your local time zone. Um, But it's from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern. It's the Melting Pot. And uh, Nick Blazewicz will be playing music from here, there, and everywhere. And uh, some music that you may have heard of already and some that you may not have heard of and that you'll be discovering for the first time. One of the fun things on CNT Radio is um, not all of the music that we play is music that you've heard before. We always like to discover new things and uh, share new music on Sienna T Radio. And um, we have, after the melting pot, uh, later on tomorrow evening, we've got the Bank, which is every other Friday from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, and uh, the Song Bank, of course, is hosted by yours truly, Sienna T. And um, it's always a fun show because there's lots of different features. Um, so we have, for example, the Sound of Music, where we play instrumental, um, Sound of Music Showcase, we call it, uh, where we play instrumental songs uh, followed by their original versions. And uh, we also have a feature called undercover, which is um, where we play a cover song by a cover group or artist followed by the original version by the original artist or group. Um, And there's also a feature that we call foreign exchange where we'll hear a song that either the lyrics have been translated from the original language to another language, um, or it's a song whose melody is the same as the song in the original language, so we'll play two sets of those. So those are um, so those of our those are our uh, set features, as a, as it were. Um, so we'll have like double uh, pairs of songs in each. Uh, we'll have like a pair, uh, three different pairs of songs in each of those features. So we'll play one of those features tomorrow. More information, or not tomorrow, actually, (laughs) Uh, Friday. um, At the time of this recording, it is uh, Tuesday. We've still got a couple more days to go. So it's actually uh, this Friday. So the melting pot will be um, this Friday afternoon and every Friday afternoon. And the song bank will be this Friday evening and uh, every other Friday evening. Um, so looking forward to that, we've also got on the song bank, we've got, uh, an international stage as we do on each and every episode where we play three different songs from three different countries in three different languages. And next up, um, we have Sleeping Beauty. We have, uh, first of all, the Classical Cafe, which will be hosted by Nick Blaiswitz once again, filling in for samantha ash and um, we will that is on saturday um each and every saturday from 2 30 to 3 30 p.m eastern and uh, afterwards from 9 to 11 p.m eastern we have the sleeping beauty on saturdays each and every saturday playing music and poems and uh musical and nature sound interludes to uh get you guys traveling with us to the land of pleasant dreams and um, lots of great music on Sleeping Beauty. And uh, the first, second, and third Sundays of the month, we have also the Jazz Cafe Playhouse. So coming up this Sunday is the Jazz Cafe Playhouse from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern. And the first half hour will be a half hour of smooth jazz followed by some great rad- old time radio. It can be either a drama, it'll be either a drama or a comedy. So we never know what's gonna play at the Sienna T Radio Jazz Cafe Theater for the Jazz Cafe Playhouse. Um, so come on in, grab yourself a hot beverage and enjoy the show. And of course, don't forget, Variety is the spice of life. Uh, we air every Thursday from two to three and sometimes from two to four. And how can people contact you? Absolutely. Uh, feel free to give me a shout anytime. Always happy to uh, hear from listeners and um, always happy to hear your feedback as well. Feel free to give me a shout anytime. You can contact me uh, here at the station at Siena Radio at mail. Dot com. Once again, that's S-I-E-N-A-T-Radio at mail.com. And of course you can also contact me via the you, you can also contact me via the CNT radio webpage. And um, you'll go to http uh. <laughs> colon slash slash Sienna T. dot WordPress. com slash Sienna T hyphen radio, HTTP colon slash 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 CNT hyphen radio. And um, there's a contact page uh, directly on the website, you'll just click on the link that says contact. And uh, you'll be able to send me a message that way as well. And also, don't forget to check out Variety is the Spice of Life. Uh, we're also on Anchor at anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R, dot F-M, slash Sienna T Radio.
0: And Sherry, how can people contact
2: you? Um, um, they can contact me at Sherry Foster, 11, at iCloud.com, S-H-E-R-R-Y, F-O-S-T-E-R-11 at
0: And I am Ali Musa, And you can contact me at my own podcast that I do on my own as well, called All Over the Map, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond at ATOMpodcast819 at gmail.com. And check out my website. At HTTP colon slash slash alitechgroup and we will always remember it is Sienna T Radio, making making your day brighter brighter, one, one song, song at a time
1: at a time, and
0: and uh, I am your and I have been your host this week, Ali Musa.
1: And I'm Sienna T, looking forward to being back next week. It's been such a great episode. And I also uh, wanna thank each and every one of you for listening and thank you so much, Sherry, for being on with us as well. Yeah, thank you,
2: Sienna and Ali.
0: And we will always remember that it is not goodbye. It is until Until next
1: next time. time.
0: You have been listening to Variety is the Spice of Life. To contact the show, please email sienatradio at mail.com. And you can also email atompodcast819 at gmail.com. Those emails again are sienatradio at mail.com. And A T O M podcast 819 at gmail.com. And always remember, it is not goodbye, it is until next time.